And welcome to the 30th episode of Avocado and Honey. If you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to Avocado and Honey on YouTube. It is youtube.com backslash avocado and honey. I just uh, put out the latest episode of Avocado and Honey Live. The fifth episode, I attended the breathing space um, out in Brooklyn with the lovely Lisa Johnnay. She's actually here with me today. How are you? I'm amazing, but hot because I don't understand this weather. <laughs> Yeah, the weather is a little weird right now. It's like raining and hot. Yeah, so uh, I went to the Breathing Space event this past Wednesday, was it? I think it was last Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm, The 27th. Right, so what did you think of it? Honestly, out of all the ones I've had so far, this is the best one yet. It was the most crowded, the most comfortable, especially, you know, given the topic, sex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, people had their shoes off. They were sitting with their legs crossed on the floor. You know, the bar was still, you know, booming, like... It was good for everyone. Yeah, it was lit. And it was crazy because, I mean, I talk about these things all the time, sex and all the other taboo topics, but Mm -hmm. I know most people don't. So it really did blow my mind just how you made it comfortable. Mm -hmm. And just like even when um, maybe like a person kind of got a little judgmental, like people checked it real quick to make sure everyone was um, comfortable and make sure it was a safe space. And it's funny, when I was saying safe space, you know, talking to my friends about, you know, like before the actual event, a lot of people try to warn me. They were like, safe space, Lisa, you can't guarantee a safe space for, you know, for anyone who subscribes to the LGBTQ community. And I'm just like, "Mm -hmm." I trust that people are not going to come here, you know, making a fool of themselves or making a fool of me or making a fool of the space that we're in. So that's what I mean by safe space. Mm -hmm. Also, I want people to know that they can they can speak their mind say whatever's on your mind you know we're not here to judge you mm-hmm. like we don't know you to judge you exactly and that's the point of the breathing space because some people can't speak about these things amongst their friends right. like, amongst their own circle or maybe they can but like they want their circle to know that hey there are other safe spaces to go where we can have these kind of conversations mm-hmm. so is that so how did you decide because i know you said you wanted to create a space like that so like tell me like the birth of the breathing space like how did that come about and how did you how did old to um, Babel becomes like it's it's seemed, home? Yeah, it's home. <laughs> um, well, when I first so okay, so even before this particular conversation I'm going to get into happened, I always had this like uh, idea to bring people together. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of friends, I have friends that do everything. We're all creatives, you know, in our own right. And I'm like, it'd be really cool just to bring us all into one room and just talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Love Jones is also one of my favorite movies, so it's like. That idea of just like being amongst your, you know, your people and just kicking it has always been in the back of my mind. So like early in like 2016, uh, the DJ Free Speech came up to me and um, and he was like, hey, so I want to do like a cocktails and conversation and I want it to be, you know, different from like a party. And Mm -hmm. as he's saying all this, I'm like, it's like unfolding. Everything that I've always thought about is like unfolding in like the back of my mind. I'm like, yo, I've always wanted to do this. Um, fast forward to March of, um, of this year, 2017, we already had, you know, Ode to Babel part of it. They were already down. The owners were like, yes, yeah, this is really dope. Mm-hmm. You know, when we had the initial conversation 
And then, um, actually, no, fast forward to, I think it was like December 2016, January 2017, um, I reached out to Free. I was like, Free, I was like, we never actually took off with Breathing Space. Or, no, it was actually called The Interlude at the oh. time. We, like, we ne- I was like, we never took off with The Interlude. I was like, that, uh, talking Cocktails, I think, is that what you said? Conversation. Conversation and Cocktails. That, yeah. was, that was a clever one, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like Cocktails and Conversation, like, a lot of people are kind of using that to, like, promote, like, panels and things like that. Yeah. So it's like, that's why we didn't really want to stick with that. We wanted it to have, like, a unique name. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, let's do The Interlude. Again, December 2016 or January 2017. Again, I can't remember when it was. But um, I reached out to him. I was like, free. I was like, we haven't done it yet. I was like, let's just do it. Like, I, I want to. Like, I don't want any more time to go by. Another homegirl of ours, she actually decided, because she was going to be part of it, too. She decided not to do it because she had her own things going on. So it was just me and free. Mm-hmm. And we reached back out to Ota Babel. They were still down. Um, we're about to get everything started. And then free text me. He's like, Lisa, he's like, interlude is already taken. He's like, there's a party in Brooklyn called the interlude. Oh. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, Okay. Um, I was like, I'll get back to you. And I came up with the breathing space because it's, I, I don't know how I, how I even found it or what, but it's really just a space to kind of clear your mind yeah. and just be, you know? And then we had our first one in March and I was so blown away with how successful that one event was. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, yo, when's the next one? And we didn't have any of that in place because we just didn't know. We, we were just like, okay, we're going to do this one event and just see what happens. People loved it. And yeah. It became a demand. So here we are months later, and I've had five of them so far. Mm-hmm. Four at Ota Babel, and then one, you know, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, but that was like a collaboration. Mm-hmm, a collaboration. But even still, like, despite the fact that that, that particular one was, like, not the same feel as mm-hmm. Breathing Space normally is, people still love the idea of it. And they were like, how can I be a part of it? How can I come to the next one? So what? where do you see Breathing Space, like, just going like, do you, what are your hopes for it, I guess, would be a better question. Like, do you expect it to be maybe, like, a monthly or even a weekly event? Or, like, what are your, I guess, goals for it? So, I have a lot of goals, again, back here in the yeah. back of my mind. Um, You're an gonna, entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to speak too much on that because I just, I feel like I want it to be a little bit more concrete before okay. going there. But I will say, I definitely see it branching out. I it, The original goal was for it to be a monthly thing. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm going to insist on it being a monthly thing. Okay. Uh, you know, Niara Sterling is now my musical coordinator. Hey. So, and she's dope, and mm-hmm. she has so many different ideas that she wants to do music-wise um, with, with the breathing space. Um, so we will be having a SoundCloud. Oh, that's um, beautiful. And, like, curated space. playlists. Mm-hmm. So all the playlists, everything that you hear at the event, you'll have access to it after. Oh, okay. Um, so we're still working on getting that. And it's really it's good music. Yeah. It's always a great DJ there. You know, the DJ, we try to have, we have we try to make sure that the DJ um, matches the theme. Yo, and that was, I, before even we even started speaking about um, the, the, the title or the subject, mm-hmm. I was just like, yo. I, I was gonna go. I was like, "Yo, let's go chill outside." But I think they played like a Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yo, yeah. get out of my head." This is my shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, the music. And I'm I'm a big music fiend. Like if the music's yeah, not right, I'm complaining all night. But same. that was beautiful. So that's also just like the thing with breathing space. I wanna I wanna bring together music. I wanna bring together alcohol. I wanna bring together you know community mm-hmm. and I, I think that um those three things go hand in hand it's like to go somewhere where you could chill and just be around a bunch of people that you may or may not know right have a drink with them and have dope music and dope conversation and meet new people and like you legit people. i left yeah. with so many new friends that night right. like i was like wow well when i closed off breathing space the last time i don't know if you remember i said you know if you have your phone out perfect if you don't please take your phone out mm-hmm. and i said and follow somebody you don't already follow yeah like i didn't because i don't have a, a handle for breathing space and i don't necessarily want one right away right um because i like the idea of it being very like very much a personal thing mm-hmm. you know 
and then like it's kind of like a word of mouth and I love how it's spreading so far just by word of mouth I'm pretty sure you're sitting next to someone you don't already know so mm-hmm. get to know that person and I like the like the exclusivity of it because like I remember after the first one I was just like oh uh, and I think I was telling people I'm going to a breathing space tonight a breathing space event tonight and it was just like what's, what's that the breathing space right. like oh I want to go right so it's just like that name alone <laughs> catches people but I like the the word of mouth I know you've probably been talking about this a lot but you recently cut your hair. <laughs> and, Bald um, and bougie. <laughs> but you've always been known for having, like, you know, big, just, like, beautiful, crazy. You're still beautiful. You're still Thank beautiful you. regardless. Thank I'm not you. sure you know that. Like, no matter what, it's on your head. But right. um, I just want to know, like, um, we kind of briefly talked about it at the breathing space. Just, mm-hmm. like, the, the backlash from cutting your hair. Because yeah. I see so many people are doing it. And I can only imagine the backlash. And it's not right. backlash because you look like crazy or anything. It's backlash because people were so attached to your hair. So exactly. and kind of like why did you cut your hair? Like what what sparked the change? I've had I've been natural for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I've had like my own trials and tribulations with, you know, with my hair and trying to find what I liked for my hair, but for the most part I've had the same type. I've had the same style. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had like the curly bangs in the front and then just like this big fro and the big curls and I, I just I, I think I was just like I wanted to retire that look. I wanted something different, I, and I know I wanted to do something extreme. Mm-hmm. So I either wanted to cut all my hair off, which is what I did, mm-hmm. or I wanted to like dye it like a funky color. And a lot of people were like, "Lisa, don't dye your hair," because then it's like you're gonna hate. Like, really quick, what color would you uh, would have dyed I it? D- if you... Like platinum blonde or some shit. Ah. I don't know how I look with platinum ah. blonde, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wanted to do something that just was not me. And then I just felt I was I would like look at myself sometimes and. I know it might sound stupid, but, like, I wanted to embrace, like, an edgier side of me. Mm-hmm. I felt like I looked really cute all the time. Yeah. And, and I love my hair. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, but I wanted something that just, like, stood out just a little bit more. Not that my hair did it, but I wanted to stand out for a different reason. Right. Like, I cut my hair and... So I think I, I don't know if I said this tonight in the breathing space, but someone was like, "Damn, I didn't even get to lay in it." Yeah, no, you didn't. Because <laughs> yeah, it's not for you to it's decide you. that, exactly, right? Exactly. Chose. Right. Like, exactly. So how do you feel though now that you how long how long ago did you cut it? It was it's been a little over two weeks now. Okay. So how do you I, feel? I haven't even gotten a shape up, and I feel like I need one, but I don't know if I really want one. No, I mean I feel like keep it natural still. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so how, how do you feel? I feel. I feel like a new woman. I feel sexy. Yeah. I mean, I felt sexy before, but I feel sexy in a different way. With an edgier sexy. Yeah, an edgier <laughs> sexy. Like I, I feel taller, which is weird because like I felt like my hair before made me tall. Yeah. Or taller than I am, but like I just feel like I stand up taller now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, I feel empowered. I feel liberated. I feel free. I feel all these different things, and it's crazy because like. It also shows that I also was somewhat attached to my hair in a way that, not like everyone else, everyone's like, oh my God, but you're beautiful because of your hair, where uh, people might feel that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas like me, I feel like, damn, like I might have looked at myself a certain way because people looked at me that way. Right. You know, um, dating people who like women with curly hair, it's like, so now that I don't have this big curly hair, am I no longer attractive to you? Mm. You know, that that's something that, that maybe it, it makes you think, you know? the person that I was seeing, I'm hearing about all the different women that he's seeing now and they're tall with curly hair. They're tall with big hair. And it's like... <laughs> Just well, like you, how you were, right? Yeah, I'm tall with big hair. So now that I don't have the big hair, I don't know. It's like, what if I had done this while we were seeing each other? Would you have cut that off then? You know, I, right. it, all these different questions come to mind. And... It's just amazing because I don't think any less of myself now mm. that I have these questions. It's just I'm wondering. You know? Right. So. 
Well, I'm happy you don't think um, less of yourself no, and stuff. But I, I feel like you, you're pretty, like... I mean, but this this is me. We haven't really had many discussions before, mm-hmm. but just, like, the little contact or conversations that we have in passing and all that, just, like, seeing you and just how you carry yourself, you seem very comfortable and just, like, confident. But it's just, yeah. I mean, I, that was interesting, hearing that, that little view on why you cut your hair. But I get it. I get yeah. why, because I get people do that. Like, me, it wasn't my natural hair. It was my crochet braids. Right. Because I had, like, crochet. When you met me, I had crochet yeah, braids. And yeah. I had it for, like, a consistent, like, year. So, so. it was you. It made right. You. Yeah, but then yeah. as soon as I went natural with my actual hair, everybody yeah. was like, when are you going to do the crochet braids? And right. I'm like, uh, never, because this is my hair. So. But right. I like you better. But I'm just like, but that's yeah. not my hair. Right. Well, even still, like, with my own hair, it's like, I might have had, like, a like a bummy-ass fit on, you know, one day. But if I knew my hair was popping, in my head, I'm like, okay, I look good. You know, and, and it's, and it's just, it's crazy like how we how we view our hair right i'm not gonna lie look shit india already said it yeah like i, I am not, not my hair, hair. i say my hair to that song yeah like i mean i should have had that song yeah. like, when i was cutting my hair but it's like you know it's just it's really amazing to see how how and why people are so drawn to other people it's when a very vain society it is a very vain society you're right you're right um but yeah, I mean, I, I am pretty confident, you know, I, it took me a while to get here. I didn't grow up, you know, as a growing like as a kid mm-hmm. and even like in high school, you know, being so confident, I got teased a lot. I got, you know, picked on a lot and I was told that I wasn't pretty a lot, um, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And only then did I like emancipate myself from, you know, from certain people, you know, and from certain ideas. It's like, then I started to like kind of like walk in my own truth and mm-hmm. like my own individuality. So... Yeah, but um, one of the reasons why I came to that conclusion is uh, through reading your writings. So it's just like only a person, a woman with like crazy ass confidence would write something <laughs> like this. And but then like, because like I've, I've known you since, I met you when I first moved here. I've been mm-hmm. here, it'll be three years in January. So we've been friends on Instagram for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see because for a while when I first followed you, I didn't realize, I didn't really know what you did. I just knew you was hella art, like hella artistic, <laughs> like just from the photos and the shit you post. I'm like, yo, she's obviously an artist somehow. <laughs> but then you started posting your writings and everything and I was reading your writings and all that stuff. So it's just like, that's where I got that, that feel from. Because mm-hmm. again, we had, haven't had many conversations, but based off your writing and everything, that's where I got that from. But since I brought up writing, let's start talking about <laughs> writing. So, uh, Lisa, Johnette, you are a writer. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, <laughs> kind of like I love Jones and stuff too. Yeah. All together, Lily. Nina Mosley. <laughs> yeah. No, but what no. you said, oh, uh, Lisa Mosley. Lisa, no, Lisa yeah. Johnette. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Lisa Johnette. Um, it's crazy because it's like, all right, so I have this one poem that I, I've written. It's just a two-liner mm-hmm. piece, but it says, um, woman of many talents, lover my greatest one. When I say that, I don't even mean it in a romantic sense. I mean as a, as a passionate right. person. I am talented with, at so many different things and that people don't really know about. Shit, I do hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. See? I, and that's not something... I, I advertised it like years ago on Instagram, and mm-hmm. then I just haven't. Because um, it I used to be my side hustle. Um, I need to make it my side uh, hustle again yeah. when you think about <laughs> no, it. No, but it's good that you have that talent. Yeah. Um, I um, I draw. Um, yes. I paint, but I haven't painted in a while. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how great of, an, of a painter I am, but I'm pretty sure I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for a very long time, I wanted to be a jewelry designer. Okay. I can see that. Uh, that's what a lot of people kind of like knew, knew me as. And it's funny, a lot of friends that I'm not so connected with anymore that whenever we do catch up, they say, oh, are you still making jewelry? Because they knew that's something that I, what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember even at one point... Um, but it's something you still can do. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, I, and I'm probably going to explore it because it's something I still, you know, 
I love like I I'm very consistent with my jewelry. I wear almost the same you know amount mm. of rings and bracelets and everything else every day. Um, but there was like there was there was something with jewelry that I wasn't as passionate about um, as I am like with writing. Mm-hmm. And I learned that because when I started when I started writing, when I would read you know my favorite writers and things, there was like a feeling I would get that I wouldn't get from just anything else. Like, I was passionate about those things, mm-hmm. but something about writing, it was like, I'd feel it, you know, internally. Um, I could read, so most people know this, Sonia Sanchez is my favorite I was, writer. I have a question right here. I was yeah. like, because <laughs> you always post her, and I was going to say, well, yeah. I know you like Sonia Sanchez. Yeah. So. I love <laughs> Sonia Sanchez, and I have a story for you. But um, What about Sonia Sanchez that you love so much? It's funny, I actually had to explain this recently, and I had never had to explain it before, so I'll tell you. Okay. I don't know much about Sonia Sanchez. I didn't really know where she was born, Mm -hmm. didn't really know where her name came from, didn't really know much about her. But reading her, I feel like I know enough. I feel like I'm having a conversation with her through her her words. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like she's telling me what I I need to know through her words. Um, I know what type of lover she is. I know, you know... Um, the people she was drawn to, mm-hmm. like, you know, James Baldwin, Tupac, people who I'm drawn to as well, you know? I know how she'd handle her sadness. Like, the things that you that we only know about people from being around them physically right. and spending a lot of time with them, I felt like I, I have that connection with her, you know? Um, I know how she, fe- how she felt about, you know, our rights as black people, you know? And I know this all just through her writing alone, mm-hmm. um, not just... From Wikipedia, so that's why I love Sonia. Um, I just her style of writing mm-hmm. is so powerful, and I aspire to be not as powerful as that or anything like that. But it's just like I and I aspire to to even just be able to get my thoughts on paper the same way she she does. Right. You know, whether anyone else thinks them they're powerful, that's my goal is to just make sure I'm able to articulate how I feel in the way that I want to articulate it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, that's why I love her. What was the um, the first poem book that you read? Are they they call it poem books, or is it poetry books? Poetry books or book of poetry? Book of, yeah. yeah. So what was yeah. the first book of poetry? Book of poems. First book of poetry I think I've ever read. Um, hmm. It wasn't Sonia, to be honest with you. Um, or let me rephrase the question. What was the first, I guess, poem that made you want to take writing seriously? Or use it as, like, I guess, uh, as art. Like, to add it to your list of arts. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's... Well, it's... On, okay, so... I, it's, I actually posted it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say something else. But I dated a writer once, and he actually wrote something. And we, that was that's how we used to communicate. He'd write me poetry, I'd write him poetry, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And around this time, it's like I rewatched, you know, Love Jones. And it's a, it's a movie I've been watching... Since it came out in ninety seven, it is. It is. It'll never get old <laughs> to me. Um, but Sonia has poem number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I gather up each sound you left behind and stretch them on our bed. Each night I breathe you and become high. Mm-hmm. Like that poem, I still know it. You know by heart. Like yeah. I'm, I'm never gonna lose it. You know, um, that one made me want to write love poetry more, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when, I, that's when I was communicating with, you know, my, my writer, boo, gang, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, and it, 
I would I would say that's the one that kind of just like did it for me. I've been writing since I was like in sixth grade. Okay. I remember the first poem I ever wrote. I was I was like on the subway mm-hmm. and I was coming home from the city like with my family. And do you remember the poem? Yeah. What was it about? Are you guys go ahead, go ahead, say I it. can say it. Um, it's so cute. Like when I when I like look at like you know eleven year old Lisa or ten year old Lisa or mm-hmm. however old I was. Um, this is back when I told you I used to get bothered and you know I feel like. I feel like a way that writers or creatives escape um, problems and situations like that, we create. So I learned then is that writing was a way that I could, you know, mm-hmm. I could handle my sadness or I could handle, you know, my rejection or anything. Um, so it was really cute. It was like, look at me. What do you see? Not the outside, but the inside of me. Do I shine? Am I as dull as a line? Don't turn around or look at the ground. Look at me. What do you see? Not the outside, but the inside of me. That's a, You said sixth grade? Yeah. That's a really great poem. And you said, um, what did you tell me at the reading space about your writing? You said you kind of just started writing. Like, yeah, that, that, and that was And that was it, like the birth right there? Yeah. That, wow. And I've never really had any like formal training. I remember in high school... I went to like the poetry club meeting like once and just never went back because mm-hmm. like they were like really like performing it in front of everyone and I just was not ready for public speaking whatsoever <laughs> and I remember just never Look at going. You now. I know, right? <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> um, so it's like the fact that I, I just kind of just jumped into it. Um, it's th- that's that's why I'm so drawn to writing because mm-hmm. I it comes to me. I'll, I'll be having a conversation with someone and say, "Oh, give me a moment." And I'm like jotting something down in my notes and it's like the line of a you know, the first line of a poem or something. Um, or maybe not. Or maybe it's just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I got, like, three questions that just came into my head. Okay. So the first one is, um, with you, because you say you jot it down on your phone, do you think it's a difference when you write your poems or whatever you're thinking on your in your phone or mm-hmm. writing it on a note in the, with a pen? Do you think there's, like, a, a difference, I guess, in you receiving what you're writing? I feel like I'm more connected when I'm writing them down on paper because... If I mess up, I can't just delete it. I have right. to cross it out. So it shows like the process more. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's also an app that I use called Hanks Writer. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's like a typewriter on your phone. And it has uh, the modern delete, which is just erasing whatever you have. Mm-hmm. Or it has the, you know, the non-modern version. And it's basically Xing out whatever you... So basically crossing out whatever you... you know, you Like have. an actual typewriter. Exactly. And I love using that one um, whenever I write. It just gets... Uh, shuts down a lot so (laughs) so I can't really use it all the time but I do find um a deeper connection to my writing whenever I'm writing it on paper yeah what did uh, Erica Badu say write it down to turn real yeah yeah I I probably messed it up but yeah some of that nature yeah I'm I'll be I'll be watching and I'll be lurking all the time on Instagram (laughs) but I do see that um your last video you posted it a while ago but you kind of reposted it Mm -hmm. it was like a visual for your for a writing mm-hmm. um is that gonna be like something you're gonna be working on because i thought that was really amazing at first i watched it and i thought it was gonna be like a, a full length like video but it was literally like a video for that poem mm-hmm. and i thought that was genius and mm-hmm. i'm just like why is this like you literally you look like like uh, the pioneer of this but um <laughs> i thought that was amazing is this gonna be like something that you're gonna do um it is uh it's definitely something i want to maybe not do like a full film or maybe i'll do like something a little bit shorter mm-hmm. um i i enjoy it i mean it's funny i was having a conversation with my friend this morning it's like it's really it's really amazing trying to balance the different sides of Lisa you know Lisa as the writer Lisa as the event curator Lisa as the model Lisa as the you know and I want to find a way to kind of bring them all together Mm -hmm. so me as like the model and as a writer that's kind of how I you know came up with those videos and I'm not doing those videos for show like I'm not doing them you know 
I just I like creating and if I can be part of that why not exactly the same way a music artist sings and has a music video for their work is the same way I'm a poet and I have you know some visual to you know to match it and I think it kind of helps too with just like the interpretation of your words too because it's just like I could read it and literally probably you know get something else from it but as soon as I see the visual I can understand like maybe a different line better and stuff like that so I do appreciate the visuals and I love it and you get to be like more creative and just just go away with it it Uh, was definitely fun I worked with um this filmmaker Joshua Peters yeah um and I remember when I came to him with the idea he's like yo let's do it I'm so down and I have a friend that has like this like really dope apartment in Brooklyn and Mm -hmm. I said do you mind if I use your apartment he's like absolutely and we just like all came together and created this magic and I I think I'm so grateful for that experience Mm -hmm. you know for this past year alone because I feel like it kind of it set the pace or set the mood for me like as a creative it's like damn Lizzie like you created something great you can keep going like imagine what else will come up exactly so. Exactly. We were speaking at the breathing space. I don't mm-hmm. keep bringing it up because we had a great conversation that night. Like, you know? like, where you was at? But right. um, um, yeah, <laughs> so we were talking about like relationships and stuff mm-hmm. because I haven't had many heartbreaks. Um, the one that that hurt the most, it was it, it blew my mind because it's probably like the shortest shortest like situation relationship I've been in. Mm-hmm. But that situation was so fucking common. Like, when I was going through that, I used to speak with everyone. Like, I'd, I'd be trying to get help from everyone about, like, situations. So, with this one in particular, I was speaking to everyone about it. And it blew my mind just how common that situation was. Just basically the whole problem with the situation that I'm going to share eventually is um, people not taking the proper time to heal. Mm. Once you get a relationship, they go into something else and you just don't take the proper time to heal so people get hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, your writing definitely helped a lot with it. A lot with Thank me... You. Not, like, I guess, dealing with the emotions, but it definitely helped with me kind of feeling more empowered and just, like, mm-hmm. getting over that shit. Like, realizing that I am, like, looking in the mirror, realizing how amazing I am, like, physically, mentally, spiritually, and just on to the next. Like, you know, it's just, like, realizing my value and not that and not that um, that relationship or that man mm-hmm. really do, does anything for me because it's not going to change the greatness that I already have. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate your writing so, so, so much. And I, it's funny to me when people tell me they love my writing because I'm just like, damn, like, I don't post that much. So when you see it, like, you're paying attention <laughs> yo, to that means yeah. the world Yo, because you to have, me. yo, and I'd be like, yo, because you know with stories on Instagram, yeah. you, you you have your few that you look at. Like, you can't look yeah. at everybody's stories because everybody be on some weird shit. Right. But, like, you are one of those people because I'm like, she might have much sometimes. I need the screenshot in here today. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about that because you actually experienced something similar and you can go mm-hmm. in on that if you like as well. But I kind of want to, like a healing space, like uh, we're going to bring the breathing space to the avocado and honey right now. So right. it's like with me and you and everyone's listening. <laughs> I want to kind of talk about, I guess, those situations. We don't have to go into crazy detail, okay. um, but just kind of give, I guess, ways on, I guess, healing or just maybe uh, talk about and any mistakes that you how I wish I reacted and in hopes that if anyone a woman is going through some weird shit like this maybe they talking to someone and they just realize they just got a relationship (laughs) and they need to know that they need to get the fuck away right maybe that's the case but uh yeah let's talk about it so do you want to go first or should I go first I can go first okay um it's well okay so yes I did experience um some sort of heartbreak you know recently um, and it's funny because it wasn't even more like it wasn't even about like a lost love. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not in love with this person, but I had a lot of love for them. Um, I felt like I lost my friend mm. when we first met. Um, to me, it was very like you know very cordial conversation. Like, hey, what's up? Like texting here and there, and it really like it really grew organically. Right. You know, we went from just texting to actually having calls and Facetimes and. 
than seeing each other. And, you know, one of the biggest things with us is that we did not live in the same city, mm-hmm. the same state. Um, but I felt like what we had, like we made it work for what we had um, with no expectations. Like I didn't have any expectations for it to be, you know, some crazy exclusive relationship. And I don't think he did either. Um, so it's such on your point of, you know, people not giving their, themselves time to heal. He had just gotten out of, you know, a pretty serious relationship. And mm-hmm. then he met me and met me probably not expecting to actually have, actually have feelings right. for me. But lo and behold, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself had just gotten out of a relationship um, when I met him. Um, and I think, I think with him, I wasn't necessarily comparing him with like my ex. I think it was just like, I don't have to have I don't have to have any expectations with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna enjoy you for what you are and what we have. And of course, we're getting closer. We're talking more now. Um, we're seeing each other, even though it's digital. You know, right. it's on Facetime. It's like I, I like that. Of course, I'm gonna you know my feelings are gonna grow for this person. Exactly. And not necessarily again. I wasn't in love with them, but it's just like or in love with him, but um. It was like having this closeness, having this companion, and then like we don't have to be on top of each other, you know, all the time. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it was nice to just kind of have that person, and then just like that, the person's gone, and it's kind of like wow, you, it, you start to question a lot. Like I didn't question, you know, whether or not I was good enough or anything, because um, shit, I know I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more so like how can how can I make you see what you're missing? And I wanted him to see that. Mm-hmm. And shit, I mean, part of me still wants him to see it. Um, but my healing, like, because I'm still healing, because um, it's a friend. It's not like you lost someone through right. death. You lost someone who's still living, who's still breathing, who decided to, you know, distance himself, you know, themselves from you. And I feel like that's a harder, a harder understanding to deal with mm-hmm. rather than someone just dying and it's like, you know what, they're not coming back, you know? So I feel like, my healing really involved, like, honestly, social media, yes, unfollowing that person. Like they're, <laughs> First they're, and foremost. Yeah, they're coming up a lot. They're popping up on, on your page a lot. And it's funny, for someone who I'd never seen a day before, you know, ever in life, a day the, the, before I actually met him, mm-hmm. um, now you're, you're so visible to me. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to remove that. That's one thing I have control of. Mm-hmm. We try to kind of, you know, keep up some kind of friendship that didn't necessarily work out. I mean, my, my main thing is like, look, I'm not made of stone. Right. You know, I'm going to hurt. But I mean, that, that to me is, is, is very important with like, with dealing with some kind of heartbreak. Like you're mm-hmm. not made of stone, so it's okay to cry. Yeah. It's okay to let your emotions out. It's okay to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. I was vulnerable on several occasions, you know, after he and I decided to end things. Um, and I can't say several, probably like once or twice I, I decided to like let my guard down and reach out to him. Um, whether or not I was going to get rejected, I just felt like I needed to, to just, to let go of me, something, you know, mm-hmm. let go of whatever I was holding on to. And that's okay. Yeah. Like that's okay. You know, but you have to, after a while, like think about, you said, think about like, what were some mistakes? I probably didn't speak up enough with this person. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, um... There are certain things I didn't really care for. But I guess also when you like someone, when you're in the moment... The you let everything that, slide. Yeah, you like you don't care for this, but you know what? I look at the bigger picture. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you about things that are unimportant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to... I'm also not going to let you walk all over me. Right. But like, I'm also not going to like let these little things that are so, so you know, minuscule jeopardize what I feel like we could have. Mm-hmm. So, And how do you think you're, you're like you being an actual writer... 
um, help you like, through this? Like, how was your writing therapeutic through this healing process? It made me, it made me really like think about the blessing after, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm writing about how I was hurt. I'm writing about what I could have done better. I'm writing about what I want going forward, you know. So that's one piece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna read all of it. I'm gonna just read um, part of it. Um, I'm still trying to think of that stone. <laughs> I'm trying to remember too, because I know I've like changed my. Um... You change it pretty often. Mm-hmm. I remember that tangent one. Yeah. Yeah. The lover of many tangents, or no, uh, yeah. something of many tangents, but talents. lover. Yeah, yeah. Talents. Yeah. Woman of many, many talents, talents, but lover of the greatest one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had this other one, and I'm all the things I've ever loved. Yes, that one too. So that one, even writing that one, reminded me that love encompasses all things and mm-hmm. it's not just romantic. romantic yeah and I feel like sometimes we allow romance to take over our entire lives mm-hmm. so it's like me thinking about the things that I do love it's like I remember that one it's like um uh almond mochas and sunshine like these things make me happy mm-hmm. thunder and black brown elbows like thunder and black folk you know what I right mean? <laughs> um comfort grabs you know from a lover you know like these things uh you know, reminiscing over like music that I grew up on, like these are things that I've always loved, and they make me who I am, and mm-hmm. that reminds me, like I am the shit, you know. And it, it, so writing that one piece, like there's so much behind it, you know. Um, and really quick too, before you read, um, do you think uh, was it ever tough for you to write? Because for me, it's so tough. I don't know. It's been like this since like my entire adult life. Like when I was in middle school, I used to always write, no problem. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just, it's mind blowing how hard it is how tough it is for me to write. So how, was it ever tough have, for you? At we all have writer's block. No, I'm think. talking about just to, like when you realize like maybe I should try writing. Like was it or you just kind of like jumped in? I kind of just jumped in. Yeah, it. I just because I've just been I've been always I've always been able to kind of like um, to put words on paper. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in like high school, I remember my senior year we took like a creative writing class. And I remember we had to, like, write a play. Mm. And my friend's, like, looking at me like, Lisa, you gonna write it? And I'm just like, <laughs> fine. Like, yeah, you know. Even though it wasn't good, like, I've definitely grown as a writer. Mm. Um, getting, you know, my point across has definitely become more seamless. Well, how do you get out of a, a writer's block normally? Do you have, like, some type of, like, ritual you do? Okay, I'm in a writer's block, so let me do boom, 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 bow so I can get out. I say read and experience life. Mm-hmm. Reading Sonia definitely does it for me. What's just, your favorite Sonia book? Oh, man. So she has, um, like, the singing coming off drums, off the drums, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she has I've Been a Woman. Okay. My favorite one, Shake Loose My Skin. Okay. Sonia Sanchez, Shake Loose My Skin. She has this one piece that has definitely helped with my healing. Mm-hmm. And I recommend everyone reads it. So if you have the time, look for Sonia Sanchez, her book, Shake Loose My Skin. And the piece is called, it's like a, a short story. Okay. Um, just don't never give up on love. Okay. I have another question now. With audiobooks, do you listen to poems on audiobooks? No. Oh. But I will. But Sonia is on Spotify. Wow. Okay. So I can save money and just yeah. add her on Spotify because yeah. they just took that money out of my account. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Spotify. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Wait. So is it like um, just readings on Spotify or is it like music behind it? Like, Can I play one? Yeah. Okay. So she actually, also, if you have you ever heard her speak? No. This record is going to be talking about love, a black woman's love for her man, children, nation. But you know, before you can love someone, you got to love yourself. 
I mean, you got to dig on yourself. You know that you'd be bad, badder than bad, in fact. In fact, you got to really know what you're about. We, black people here in America, have been told that we're not bad and we shouldn't love ourselves. And so what I want to do is just talk about us really digging on ourselves and loving ourselves. And once we begin to really believe we is bad, then like we can love a man and love our children and probably begin to build our nation. Okay. <laughs> There's a singer who is not really too political, but every now and then like he says something in a song. And in one of his songs he was he was saying something about like we ought to jump back and kiss ourselves. And so I say to you, black people, we ought to start a five-year plan of kissing ourselves, just jumping back and kissing ourselves, and then we're going to believe that we is bad, been bad for a long time, and we're going to get badder. The first set I'm going to do is love poems. Love poems of a black woman for her man. And the poem I want to do is called Black Magic. It's my favorite. Magic, my man, is you turning my body into a thousand smiles. Black magic is your touch making me breathe. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be about that if you understand what black magic is. This is why she is my godmother. Okay. <laughs> In my mind. <laughs> Yo, just like I, I, I think I would prefer to just listen to her than I mean I would read of course, but like she's so thank dope. you, you, yeah. you just put me on. I know what I, I, I got to listen on the train and stuff. Wow, <laughs> that was that was beautiful, right? And just her delivery and everything just makes yeah. me enjoy it so much more. Yeah, I've never heard her. I've never, she's yeah, phenomenal. that was really beautiful. She's literally one of my favorite human beings. That's why I love doing this podcast. Like I learned so much. Like I've always <laughs> known who she was just because of that event. Mm-hmm. Literally, it was. For my shout out to Pashawn Wilson, she did the F Word podcast with me. Um, this, I think it was like the second or third episode, and she do an event because she was doing um, doing all this research for fibroids and everything. And one of the guest speakers was Sonia Sanchez. Wow. Yeah, and I was just like, you don't know who she is. So then I was like, let me see who she is so I can right. know. Wow. Right. And it's uh, yeah. well for you for those of you guys listening because I can't make it. So please go on my behalf next Saturday. Um, Sonia Sanchez is leading campfire conversations at Prospect Park. Wow! In relation, in a in a collaboration with um, Brooklyn Public Library. Okay, let me six thirty p.m. Put that in my notes really quick because I might make that because I'm gonna need to go because I'm pretty sure I'll be caught up on her by then. And if you do go, I need everyone to Facetime me. <laughs> I'll do a live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll go into I guess um, my little situation. Um, for me, I think the most. Uh, I feel like I should kind of do like a little disclaimer too because when people because I'm about to explain a whole bunch of crazy shit I did and then like when people meet me they'll probably be like the fuck but mm-hmm. it's just like I feel like there's a whole bunch of factors to take into consideration one probably why I fell so hard and just the way I reacted in my little situation shit because okay so I met this dude at an event I was hosting my first hosting event yo nice. oh two years ago I've been hosted anything since but um, I met him there and things hit off it clicked immediately it was great um, he lived in another, he lived in another state. So shortly after I met him, a whole bunch of shit happened. I don't look, I've been in New York City three years and New York City has been kicking my ass. They, <laughs> New York City is whooping my ass currently, well, but, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this was, uh, the start of it around this time. And it was like my mom passed. I just moved here. Don't thank you. I didn't know many people. Um, he was probably one of the first people. Um, I didn't have many, I didn't have the great friends that I had now, I have now. Which would have definitely benefited me. <laughs> probably, I don't know if I, I probably still, still would have did stupid shit because my friends are with the shits. But um, 
Yeah, so um, I didn't know many people. My mom just passed, and he was the person who gave me that shoulder to cry on for that that night or whatever it was. And so it's just like I feel like one like that attachment there. Then not to mention uh, I'm homeless in the middle of winter in New York City. So it's just like all these things. Now I'm just like, and then the person that's supposed to be there literally dropped me like at a, a drop of a dime because he didn't heal from a relationship prior. Like I learned halfway through our situation that he had an ex-girlfriend that they were together for so long. Had I known that going in, I probably could have made more, I guess, better decisions, um, whether or not to deal with it or not. I probably still would have dealt with it because I've never experienced anything like that. Mm -hmm. But having experienced all this bullshit, I now know that it's a dub from jump. If you've been in a long relationship, you need that time to heal. Like whether or not, because like you said too, like maybe he, you know, he met me and didn't think that it would get any deeper, but it did. But for this particular situation, shit got real crazy because... Mm -hmm. It's like they kind of teamed up. Like, it's so weird. Like, it's just like, I'm over here just crazy hurting. But now, now this girl's feeling like power high. And then, like, I confided in this guy with so much information about my life. So he told her all this. But she's one of, you know, and that's another thing I kind of want to, like, talk about, I guess, for women. I understand that you're hurt, that your dude cheated or your dude left or whatever the situation may be. But if he dates someone else, your beef shouldn't be with that woman. Your beef strictly should be with the men. Because one, that woman don't owe you anything. Like So it's just like for her to have all this animosity and all this beef with me was just really unnecessary. And that was the, the main source of all the drama. Like, yeah. And it's just like for me, not being myself, I, I fell into that, that, whole, that loophole and became a whole other evil person that I'm not. So I, get, I, told, I confided in this dude. And then homegirls like DM me on Instagram. It's like literally talking shit about not having family with money, talking shit about shit you don't talk like shit I have no yeah. control over. So it's like, of course that cut deep. Like right. this is shit I told him and I confided in. So me, I like something switched. <laughs> Your girl turned into a fucking super detective. So I was just like, they know my life. So it was just like, I need to I need to know yours. So I turned into an Inspector Gadget, googled the girl's name, found everything I needed to know, and honestly. This girl is like doing so much to her body and just to herself. Like it hurt, it, I, it hurt my feelings. Like all the shit I was finding out on her. So it's just like I felt bad for the girl, and I just. And then it made sense too. It's like no wonder why she was so nasty to me. Like this girl shouldn't even like herself. Yeah, she didn't even like herself. Exactly. Why would she be nice to someone else? So it, it all made sense and stuff. But I mean, I've been actually working on healing myself. So I guess the regrets I would say is, um, as soon as homegirl messaged me, that should have been a dub, right there. I shouldn't have entertained it. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have anything because it's like when men say their exes are crazy, it's usually them that that's making them crazy. So if, if you're, if you date someone and he say, Oh, I got this ex and she crazy, you probably should run away or just like, you know, uh, proceed with caution. But another thing would be to be honest with myself because I feel like I just liked him so much, or I felt like maybe I needed him so much to help me get through whatever the fuck I was going through that I put so many signs aside. Like, I ignored so Same. many signs. Yeah. So many signs. I could have avoided so much hurt by just being honest with myself. Uh, the thing, Another thing, too, actually, that I want to say that kind of um, <laughs> helped me with my actions was Erica Badu. I was online trying to figure out how to get over heartbreak and shit, and she tweeted something, and I was like, um, basically, do what you got to do. Like, if you got to call a million times, call a million times. Do whatever you need to do. If you got to bug them, if you got to be turned down and embarrassed that many times, then you need, just got to go through it. But just better believe, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but better believe that um, at the end of that, get, you're going to evolve. Like, all, yeah. everything that you're going to do is going to lead to you evolving. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what happened. Instead of phone calls, it was fucking emails. I emailed the fuck out of him. Like, I admit for, like, all emotions and everything. And that I should have probably started writing rather than emailing yeah. it to his ass. But, um, yeah, that's what it was. And, I, and she was absolutely right. Because one day, I like, 
unanswered emails rather than unanswered calls. And it was just, I woke up, literally looked at myself in the mirror and was just, like I said earlier, I realized who I was and what I have to offer. And then, ta-da, right. <laughs> and then also just like my art, like this, yeah. this podcast, Avocado and Honey, is just like, I realized that this is bigger than me. You can use this as an outlet. Exactly. And that's what I'm doing right now. I guess that's, that's it. Like I said, what I learned and stuff. So I guess what you can take from my lesson is to be honest with yourself because honestly you being honest with yourself will save you a lot of pain absolutely. in the end a lot absolutely. of pain and for me I mean, it was just drama everything is a lesson yes know? yes so i definitely took away a lot you know from this experience right but yeah so i guess there's that uh so if you guys are going through a breakup and you need um, a little motivation and empowering, um, you need to go read some of Lisa John Nage's stuff. <laughs> but do you want to talk about anything else? Like, did we leave out anything before we go into the next uh, couple segments? Um, no, I was gonna read. I was gonna read. Yes. Okay. So read what you found, and also, can you read something to, I guess, um, empower and motivate people to get to that tatao stage who are going through um, messy breakup drama or heartbreak I should just say you know I'm going to read something I feel like this has actually really helped a lot of people going into relationships like I feel like I know people who fall in love so quickly mm-hmm. and that's fine you know we all love hard and love fast but this one is like it really made me think about like people who say they want you but then like you haven't had those experiences a lot of my poems don't have titles so I'm just going to read this one <clears throat> You're ready to love me, yet you've never been jet-lagged from my mood swings or tasted my salty lips from yesterday's tears. Real time is needed to conjure real love. Do you know my trick? I can turn sorrow into a grin that in turn is often mistaken for the sun. Baby, have I made your soul smile? I would hope so. If you're ready to love me. Yeah, I like your reading too. Like <laughs> reading them out loud, it's better. Because I feel like when I read it, I don't, you know, I don't do the necessary pauses and mm-hmm. everything. But that was beautiful. Thank you. That was really beautiful. Thank, Thank you for you. that. Of Thank course. you. It's like, think about it. It's like, we all have our moments. It's yeah. like, when I, when I read this to myself and I'm like, yo, jet lag from mood swings. Like, we have those mood swings. So like, shit, you can handle that? Right. You might be ready. Right. You know, <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into the Lemonade Pick of the Week. Okay. Uh, this week, it's going to be um, a girl SZA. Like, I've been loving SZA since, like, 2013 when she performed at, TD, with the, at the TDE Fan Appreciation Show um, in L.A. After, Grammy, after Kendrick Lamar didn't win any of his seven Grammy nominations. Um, she's going to be the Lemonade Pick of the Week because um, of her tweets recently. She's been on some, in, like, an inspirational kick. I don't know if it's maybe I'm just on Twitter more mm-hmm. or what. But, yeah, so Love Galore just went platinum. And um, shortly after, she retweeted, and I quote... <laughs> LOL. I remember I used to uh, hum around the house and my ex would tell me to shut up. LOL. Bye, nigga. (laughs) I just thought that was dope, too, just because when we were talking about relationships and had Solana let this dude, like, dictate her and not let her reach her full potential, we would not have SZA today. So thank you, uh, SZA, for staying true to you. Um, You are this week's Lemonade Pick of the Week. And congrats on Love Allure. Yes. All right, so now it's time for the last uh, segment of <laughs> Avocado and Honey, and it's to love a black woman. So that's mm-hmm. for you, Lisa. You get to say something that you either love about yourself, uh, that you love about black women in general, or a specific black woman. So mom, sister, cousin, auntie, or, you know, just do just do you. You're on. Honestly, we're all black women, so it's just the umbrella. I actually have a, a poem. I don't know if you read it. Black Woman Sing. No. 
So I'm not going to read it, but I'll make sure I'll give you the link so people yes. can find it. Yes. Um, I, I'll, be I'll perform- post it on my page. I may be performing it um, tomorrow at the Bowery Poetry Club. Okay. Um, I'm, I haven't gotten confirmation yet, but... Let me know. I will, definitely. Um, what, what I love about a black woman, like, we, we bounce back, you know, like, tadow. <laughs> you know, the song, it's so funny. So the song Masego, you know, talking about, you know, that thing hit me, like, tadow. I seen her walking across the street, like, tadow. Mm-hmm. It's like... We are able to mask and not mask in a sense of like acting like shit's all gravy and shit's right. all good and whatever the fuck else. Like we're able to stand tall despite, you know, our hardships, our heartbreaks, our whatever is bringing us down. Like you are going through a lot right now, but you still sit right here and you're yeah. having this podcast podcast with me. So I applaud you for Thank that. You. you know. One thing a lot of people don't know about me, I'm still looking for work, but I'm making shit work for me. Right. You know, I'm creating space for me, which is what we're talking about at the next breathing space. Hey! <laughs> creating space for ourselves. So, that's, yeah. Yo, that's, and that's important. I mean, that's... So when's the next breathing space event? Um, I will have a date soon. I haven't confirmed with the venue yet, um, but either hopefully the 25th of October or okay. November 1st. Cool. But My yeah. shit should be together by then, but yeah. whether it is or not, I definitely will be there. Um, so if people want to get um, more information on Breathing Space, read your poetry, see your art, mm-hmm. where can they find you? Follow me on Instagram. That's where I post most of everything. Um, uh, Lisa John A, which is L-E-E-Z-A-J-O-N-E-E. And that's it. That's me. Beautiful. Well, I do appreciate you. Wait, let me give my little shout out. Um, again, you guys, uh, follow me on Instagram at <laughs> underscore Samangi, S-M-A-N-G-I-E-E. And again, if I mean, since you weren't at the Breathing Space event, you can actually check out the last Avocado and Honey Live episode so you can get a taste of what to expect at the mm-hmm. Breathing Space or if you just want to see the recap of the Let's Talk About Sex segment or uh, topic. But I, I do appreciate you, one, for coming and being so open for writing and just for everything that you do because uh, you are inspiring all of us. Thank you. Um, yeah. I really appreciate uh, it. Yo, thank, thank you for paying attention. <laughs> That's what I do. I pay attention to greatness, yo. Thank but, you. But, uh, yeah, and a shout-out thank you to all you of you that are listening. I do appreciate it. This is a dirty 30th episode, y'all. I got, I'm 30 episodes deep. I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs>